Hey, it's Kristen, and before this throwback episode starts, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that we are now recording new episodes, and you will be getting some fresh batches very soon. Marnie and I took a little bit of a break, and I just wanted to say we appreciate your patience, and we're so excited to be back with new content coming very soon. So stick around and enjoy this week's throwback episode. I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity, and I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about, and be that smooth, easy, breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at kristen at kristenandchill.com, and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at kristen at kristenandchill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Welcome to the Ask Men podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source and uh, an occasional man. Uh, I'm Kristen Carney here with, um, of course, Marnie Kinris, uh, owner of the Wing Girl Method, and we have Adam Galad back in the studio with us, who was here um, right at the beginning, the conception of this podcast. Yeah, so happy to have back because you are a wealth of good advice and you ways are. to get with the young ladies. I, I remember being, that about you. I love being there for the conception. Yes, right? You, you're you there and then you leave. That's, and then you're gone. Yeah, that's yeah, the best yeah. kind of man ever. But I come back to coach baseball. So it's all there you go. Exactly. That's, you that's perfect. It's perfection. Um, so before, sorry, but before we get started, before. I just... Before, Junior, um, I just want to say thank you again to our listeners. Please visit our sponsors' pages um, and be sure to shop on our Amazon link, which is winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon, Mm -hmm. and follow us on Twitter. And we really appreciate all you've done for us. And of course, we have Farty Artie in the booth. I want to say something about this Amazon link. I really believe that as much as you can pound this thing every week about the Amazon, I don't know if... How many people do you really think understand the Amazon concept? I don't think they really... I don't think they do either. You want to know why? It's so... It's so simple yet complicated. Yes. It's, it seems like it's complicated, but it's not. I think that's the issue. Exactly. So like when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going www.amazon.com, you go to 
www.wingirlmethod.com slash Amazon. And you're going to see products that we've selected for you. All you do is click through on that page and it brings you to Amazon. But what Amazon, what happens with Amazon is that they recognize where you are clicking through from. And so they know to give credit to that page. It's really simple. You literally just go to wingirlmethod.com slash Amazon, click on those, those links. You're there. It's a great way to support this show without having to actually like part with your money in a way that goes towards like an advertiser right. or something like that. All you have to do is you buy things on Amazon. You buy socks, you buy toilet paper, you buy TVs, computer, whatever you're going to buy on Amazon, anything you buy. I'm buying air. You just bookmark that damn link every single time, no matter what you buy, whether it's a $40,000 car or a $5 pen. I don't know who's paying $5 for a pen, but either way, <laughs> if you're buying something or $40,000, this show gets a percentage of that purchase. Whatever you buy, if you don't have to buy anything, but whatever you buy that you're going to buy already, if you use that link, the show gets support. So the- you guys get paid and you actually get to contribute towards helping the lifestyles of the two beautiful women that come in here and do the show. And for the, you and the products aren't more expensive. No, it's not like no, you're no paying difference. a higher price no to donate. It, right? is, it is no skin off your back other than the little bit of extra energy it takes to remember. Okay, so now that they understand how to do this, it is time to get to the Wing Girl Minute. Want to know the number one mistake I see men making with women? They're not acting like the masculine men they really are and want to be. Women want to be led. They want to be challenged and they want to be dominated. Oh, they want you to be dominant. Sorry. (laughs) But most importantly, they want to be with a man who knows how to be a man. I'll teach you how to be that man who gets everything he wants with women. And that is my Wing Girl Minute. Yay, Wing Girl Minute. So you were saying, be a strong man. Don't be like, know your role, right? For sure. Which actually leads me to today's guest because he is going to talk to us about being bold. We have Adam Galan on the show, as you said, on the top of the show, who's been with us before. But you are the king of being bold. So tell us, like, what what the hell does that mean? What does it mean being bold? It's a great question. First of all, hi. Hi. Good to be here. So it's been a long journey. I was married. Yes. Once upon a time. And uh, I remember my son once said to me, um, I think it was, it was in my house. And I think he saw three girls go through that day, by the way. It was one of those, you know, posts. Why are you such a slut? No, no. He goes, he goes, you know, dad. Why are you so amazing? When you were married, you were really a pussy. Really? That was what he said. I mean, a lot of married guys. He said that. He was like 12 or 13. Wow. Yeah. He's a smart kid. Um, but you know, he, he saw the difference in my life. And, and, and what he was saying was, what he saw, I got married very young, 23. And because of who I was growing up, I had a sister that died when I was young. And my, my whole, my whole sort of position toward women was, I'm going to save the world for you. I'm going to make the world great for you, which is not the worst thing in the world, but it makes you a right. little bit of a pussy. Right. So, you know, I, I was very much a savior. So when I met my wife way back when, um, I, uh, I, I, you know, it was really a savior saved relationship. Here there was this beautiful, talented, you know, brilliant woman. And also a drill sergeant in the Israeli army in uniform. Oh, wow. And blonde. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She was hot. Yeah. And, um, and she had a real screwed up family life and I saw an opportunity to save her. So I really spent years and years trying to save somebody. Um, when I got single, 
And I always say I got single. I never say I got divorced. Right. Right. Re- That's great. Yeah, I, it's, re- it's great. It's like the way that uh, Gwyneth Paltrow did it with Chris Martin. They're, they right. consciously uncoupled. Right. But I like that because you did it before them. Yeah. Uh, changing, well, changing the terms. I like that. Well, I always change terms. I actually have a piece on having to post about it. I never say I got divorced because I don't want to, I know, I don't define myself as someone who's divorced. I define right. myself who is gloriously single. Right. And so. You are gloriously yeah. single. Yes. It's been wonderful. Um, so I really had to sort of reframe my life. And, you know, I went through all the stages that guys do. Um, when they come out of a long-term relationship, including the aforementioned, um, I call it ego bonking phase, right. where it just kind of re- really rebuild my self of se- sense of self again. Yeah, you have to like pick up the pieces literally. Yeah, I had to like redefine who I was. I actually didn't know how I did. I was married so long and we kind of grew up together from age 23. So yeah. I had to really re- And how old were you when you became single? 39. 39. Oh, so wow. I said to start and I wrote a, I wrote a piece about it. It was one of my first pieces I ever wrote. It was about like literally coming out onto the street at five o'clock on Wilshire, which is close to here. And it was after a meeting, I was writing scripts for Hollywood and I came out, it was five o'clock. It was the first night my sons weren't going to be in my house and they were seven and 10 at the time. Right. And I, and I remember coming out in the street and like having the key in my hand and looking at my car and going, where am I supposed to go? Right. I have nowhere to go. Well, like, I always went home. That right. was my thing, you know? And now I could go anywhere in the world. Nice. So, well, I'll go to, I'll go to a bookstore. Well, that's good. You looked at Vegas. it positively because some people could say, I'm displaced. What do I do? Where do I go? Dude, I stood there for 20 minutes going, right. where do I go? I, it was, I went through all these emotions. Yeah. So like, do I go to the bookstore? I always used to want to go to the bookstore back when we had bookstores right. before Amazon. Please buy your books from Amazon. <laughs> Marty Kinmas. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't know where to go. And I thought, I'll go to a bar. I've never been to a bar, you know, because right. we were all about the family. I'll go to Vegas. I'll go to the beach. I ended up like driving toward home. You ended up in a crick, like drunk, your face, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, just <laughs> almost. I ended up, I just, I ended up going, I said, well, I have, I'd have to eat. So I actually stopped at a supermarket going home and I spent two hours going up and down the aisles going, do I like you or do I eat you because we ate you? Right. I mean, so I really had to literally build my life up from the start. I had zero idea how to date. I'd never dated before. But uh, you know the whole story without going through too much. But I'm a wizard with words. You know, I taught poetry at Stanford. I was yeah, screenplay. Yeah, charismatic, yeah. Well, with words. Well, no, words. you've only known me since. Right, that's true. Yeah, but I was great with words. So, right. you know, words have always been my life as a screenwriter and, and professor. Um, So I was able to online sort of meet anyone I wanted because of the power of words. So wait, let me interrupt you for a second. So while you're going through the supermarket, you're not trying to interact with women. Oh God, right? that first day? Okay. No, I'm sorry. I was looking at food. Oh, I, I was holding food. food in my hand going, I didn't even know what food I right. Right, because she ate it with you. You guys ate it. It was actually like it. So you're saying in person, like live in person, you weren't able to be as charismatic as you were. Oh my god, exactly. I had no idea. I was, I was also embarrassed to date. I had been married all my adult life. So the first thing I could do was just go to. I would go to a networking event. And I didn't even have a business, but I went to, I figured up. I could meet someone with breasts, you know, and maybe start a conversation. A yeah. And, and so, uh, so I started doing what that. What networking events are for? Yeah, I guess, right? In the <laughs> end. Um, so anyway, so, you know, how did boldness come into this? So I, I was very timid at first because I kind of felt married for a long time, you know, and I felt I was cheating on my wife, even though I wasn't with right. her anymore. And I just kind of learned as I went along. And I, I like to tell the story of my first date. I went, met a woman at a party. I spent $8,000 on the first date. It's a long story. I had to buy a car. All I had was a minivan. So I had to like, and I orchestrated this beautiful date with like wine from the area that Handel's father, who's a wine seller, because we went to see Handel's water music. We went to the water grill. You know, I'm a writer. So right. I created this beautiful thematic thing. She was blown away. And we get to her gate and we're standing at her little picket fence, believe it or not, in LA. Mm-hmm. And she says to me, so what's the protocol? Like at the gate, this is my first date in 17 right. years. I'm like, ah, uh, I don't know. I guess I'll call you again. You know, and that was it. And I walked away. That was my first date. 
Fast forward, right. after I've learned all this stuff, tested all this stuff, I was with this girl. She was, I think, 23, tats, country western singer, came to LA recently. I'm in my 40s. We go out, we go to Sunset Boulevard. We have an amazing time. We break into parties. We go onto the rooftop. We eat from tables. We make out behind things, right? First date. We get back to her house. Same thing. Picket fence. And she looks at me. She goes, well, now what? Right? It's like 1130. Here's boldness. I go, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to kiss you. If you like it, you're going to kiss me back. Oh, I love that. If I like it, I'm going to throw you over my shoulder, carry you upstairs, and ravish you all night long. If we <laughs> both like it, in two months, we'll go to Hawaii. Wow. Now, that is bold. Yeah, let's break it down. All right? So it's yeah. really fun. So this is, there's a science to communication. So as a man, you want to be directive. So when, when I talk about boldness, it's kind of that middle line between a douchey all the way on the left and shy all the way on the right. Right. So it's neither... It's neither like douchey, blustery, false. You know, there's no masks. And on the other side, it's not shy and hesitant and timid and, sh and, timid and self shamed. Right. You, you, can I curse? Yes. You fucking state <laughs> your will. You make your will felt in the world. Straight, straight on, straight on. So I said to her, here's what's going to happen, right? I'm going to kiss you. That's a bold statement. This is just what's going to happen. Boldness is action. It's the action that comes from a confident man. By the way, guys, if you're listening and you don't feel that confident, the good news is boldness is also the action from a not confident man. But it's the action. It's the action that women can feel and see. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to kiss you, right? Then I said, and this is the, this is what the douchey guys mix, you know, the, like the worst of the pickup people. Um, I said, if you like it, you'll kiss me back. Right. So I gave her agency, right? I gave her mm -hmm. the right of being a subjective human being, right? So, and then, then I give a reward. If I like it, now I'm qualifying. We all know about, you know, one of right. the, one of the beautiful things about dating is you get to qualify your partner, whether you're a man or a woman to see if they pass test. If I like it, I'll pick, then, then it gets fun. Then I'm going to pick you up. Nice, physical, masculine, right? And I can do that. And, uh, and I did actually. So, and we never make it to Hawaii. We did never make it to Hawaii. But still. But it's a beautiful thing to be able to, to state your will cleanly and clearly and still give agency to a woman, still give her the respect yeah. of her decisions. So I learned this years ago, and this was all the process of learning. So I love, I love comparing the two picket fence moments. That's like, right. they're kind of brackets on my life. And I learned that, you know, years ago. Like one woman you went out with didn't install the picket fence and the other woman you went out with built the picket fence <laughs> and hammered it together. Right. Kind of, yeah. I mean, you know, so it was definitely a learning process. And I love experimenting. I was an academic for years, 10 years. And so I love experimenting. So when I started like dating online, I just started playing with words and seeing what I could create, you know, with women through words and then obviously through action. So the, the boldness thing has been a, has been a real interesting sort of journey. So what gave you the confidence to be bold? Because I know that you just said there was one scenario, there was another scenario that was later on down the road. How do you get from A to B? To I wish I could bold? sit here and go like, because I'm I so did. awesome. You right. know, it was experimentation. That's what I'm saying. It was really, I remember I was in Canada at something and there's this cute girl and you know, I, was, I, I stood up and I said something in this room and she thought it was funny. I noticed I pulled her over to, you know, during the break to this coat room and I just looked at her and I knew we had a minute before we go in, went in and I said to her, this is years ago, I said, I'm going to kiss you, right? most simplest thing in the world. I'm going to kiss you. And she kind of tilted her head a little. I'm like, okay. all right, awesome. So there we were. When a man says to a woman, when he's bold, when he just states his will, and I'll keep coming, boldness is letting your will be felt in the world. When you state that, she has three choices. She can go, okay, like you just said so cutely. Like, okay. <laughs> or, or she could say, okay, tongue out. Yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> or she could say, no, you're not. In which case, guys, you know, you back off. It's okay. Right. Or she could like, you know, be in between. 
Um, and then there's a way to do this. Now, okay, let's just take this a bit further. So now I'm letting people into my boldness codes. This is like a whole training I do on boldness physically, mentally, um, uh, verbally, and sexually. So this is one of the things I like to do because one of the things about being bold is that you want to keep people surprised, right? Yeah. So when a girl says, when you say, I'm going to kiss you and she doesn't say, no, you're not, then you, um, you lean in and you just brush your lips. And then you come around to the side of her neck and you get her there, which is so much better. Wow. So much better. Yeah. Keep a little surprise. In it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, even like the, the, the act of experimenting is pretty bold. The fact that you have enough like oh. chutzpah, chutzpah. Come on, another June let's say chutzpah to. Put it out there and experiment. Or just it, it, it take, you take, yeah, exactly. It takes balls to be able to do that. It is. And what, well, you know, two things, infinite games, brass balls, tender heart. All right. So you just said two things. Um, chutzpah. Yeah. We said three things. Chutzpah. Right. Okay. Brass balls <laughs> say, and infinite games. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. And let's have hummus with it. Okay. So, <laughs> so check this out. One of my principles on really being effective with women and being a great guy, by the way, and being the kind of guy women really want, I call it brass balls, tender heart. It's okay. core to my boldness code. Women want guy with brass balls, meaning you get your shit done in the world. Right. Right. You really make your will felt, but also, duh, tender heart. Right. Because women want to be protected. They want to be loved. They want to be cared for. They want to be cherished. So these are two aspects a man has to really develop to be successful with women. The other thing that you mentioned, which is really great, and I'm really glad you said this because most people miss this. You said you have to be courageous to want to experiment. Mm-hmm. So one of my key concepts is finite and infinite games. You may know the name. There's a book uh, by James Pars. And it's it's about mm, how to really pursue anything, business, life, women, whatever it is, definitely your life with women and definitely your life in general. Right. A finite game is there's a winner, there's a winner and a loser, right? And this is how people get to feel frustrated or, oh, she rejected me. Really? You were rejected? No, you weren't. It, they think it's the end of the game. And so they take it really hard. A finite game is when you're playing toward an end and there's a winner and a loser. Infinite game is what we're actually living anyway. It's just an infinite game of experimentation and improvement. So if I was standing at that white picket fence that first night and gave up, you know, I could have gone gay. I could have become a a, a eunuch. You know, I could have done a lot of things, but I didn't, you know? So look, and you you just keep moving up all the time. It's just self-improvement. And the fun of it is it's an infinite game. So to all the listeners, I want to just really, you know, just, just say to you, Forgive yourself. Go easy on yourself. That's what this World Cup feels like to me, just an infinite. Come on, end already. Isn't it game? It is an infinite game. I know, the infinite. Yeah. I know. Yeah, right. enough, right? I know. Maybe they have more ear biting. It would be more fun. Yeah, totally. I'd be into it. A little more fun. Yeah. Yes. Infinite series. Yeah. But l- really looking at your life as an infinite game just gives you, it gives you so much energy. It makes everything fun. And I like looking, you're getting- I like looking at it like that too, because as soon as you said that it changed, it was like your end game is, is not ending with that person. It's ending when you want it to end when with you the die. right situation. When you right. Die. As right. far as we know, ultimately, right. right. Cause you just get better and better and better and better. And by the way, same thing with relationships. I, I'm actually working on a, uh, uh, I'm working on a relationship I'm right working now. On a program. Well, I have a good one. Um, we're on a program called, uh, conflict into cuddling. Like how do you turn conflict into deeper love? And it's, and it's, and I, um, I've been writing about when I was married back then, like everything was strategic. Well, if I give in now on this, right. I'm going to be suffering this the rest of my life. And it was like this, I have to win. I have to win. That's like gone out of my consciousness. And really you approach relationship as this wonderful infinite game of how yeah. can we each be happier? If you approached, I, I don't have, you know, don't know much about your marriage and all that, but now what you know now, oh my God. do you think you would have stayed married with all these different techniques and like knowledge things that you have? No. Okay. So it just wasn't the right person. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's never that. It's, it's the choice. 
do you want, do you want to choose to be with this person? Could we have made it the right people? Yeah. I mean, the hilarious thing is, is that in the 14th, we've been having lunch now recently. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, it's really fun. Oh, wow. We've been having lunch and it's funny because my kids are always like, someone asked my, my, my son, who's like the truth teller in my life. <laughs> Cause he you called know, you a pussy. He called me a pussy. When you were married, you were a pussy, right? right? Um, somebody asked him, do your parents have the same values? And he thought, and he goes, well, because they have the same values, but my mother has a, a scarcity mindset. And so she's really cheap. And my father has an abundant mindset. So he's really wasteful. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. That's a yeah. really good description. Yeah. Um, so we had the same values. So one's Jewish and one's not. No, she's Israeli. So believe me. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we have the same values. And the, the, what I was saying, the funny thing is in the 14 years, we've gone on very similar journeys. You know, I've become a teacher of Tantra. I started something called OneTantra.com with all the top Tantra teachers. She has also gone deep into the Tantra community. We've never actually What's met. Tantra? Tantra sex? Oh, like, like deep, oh. Spiritual, deep spiritual connected sex. Oh, I think I just say tan, tan, Tantra. Yeah. Yeah. Tantra. Yeah. Either. Yeah. Tantra. But, um, so we've both done that. We've both, uh, I worked with David Data. You probably know who mm-hmm. he is, what way of the superior man for two years. I was his partner. She's gone to data stuff. Really? Um, yeah. It's good. I've done deep shamanic work in Peru and the jungles and all the, all the other kind of things. And she's done that. We, we're actually very similar. But the personalities, you know, it's a choice of, do I want to, do I want to do this work again with, with someone? Do I, yeah, do I want to do this work with you? Is this the work I want to do in this life? And it came at a good point say, this isn't my work in this life, you know? Right. So that's what I'm saying. It's not that she's the right person. It's just that you always have a choice to make that person the right person. Right. You always have a choice. I do want to touch on one thing before uh, we take a break, before going to our next segment, but... um when you were talking about how to handle a possible rejection, I'm putting air quotes around it because it's not okay. really rejection. It's it's motivation to try again. How, how feedback. the first time that you did get rejected, possibly, right. how did you handle that so that you could continue to move forward? Well, when I get rejected, I'll let you know. No, <laughs> um, let me think. Well, I was so rejected. I can tell you about it. I, I felt so rejected in my marriage. Like nothing. I, I, I used to say I felt like Superman. Right. You know, and like... Like you, nothing could hurt me because I, I had felt so hurt, hurt, I think for such a long time. Yeah. And I just felt fine. Um, I remember kind of being amused a little bit. I remember meeting this one girl online and we were at lunch. She goes, you know, I'm really enjoying this lunch. I go, thank you. She goes, but I really go after more classically handsome men. I'm like, okay, what am I? Baroque, romantic? You have a Mel Gibson y thing yeah, without, know, without the racism. I know, I know. Yeah. Self hating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. He's a little stockier than me. I see him at the gym all the time. Is he? Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But I know it's weird. I've been getting that. Um, so the question was, was rejection. How do you handle it? Yeah. Well, I have to or what say, did you say I, to I yourself to, really to keep going? Me. Well, I'll tell you the honest truth. This here's the honest truth. So it's been 14 years, all right, right. I think, since I've been single. Um, because of my ability to conjure women up online through my word skills, and I've written about that, and maybe you can yeah. send people a link to uh, my book, uh, Deep Online Attraction. Um, because I was so amazing at that, honestly, it was so easy for me. When I always had like four or five women on the line. You gave us great information the first time you came around about yeah, that. But online and dating. people had a lot of questions about that. Yeah, so online dating. So if you want to send people to Deep Online Attraction, it's a great book. And I always had so many women to choose from. So I never took any anyone that seriously. I mean, I was literally dating seven, eight women a week back in the day right. and on cycles, you know. On their um, cycles, on their periods. Like, yeah, I had a little chart. That sounds like hell. I had yeah, a little yeah. chart. No, on cycles, like I always had my first, right, the right, first right. date was at five, you know, the second date was at seven and the closer was at nine, that kind of thing. Nice. So, and you know. They were, they were a dinner lady. Yes, they were. Oh, and then was, you had a dessert lady. You remember yes. this stuff. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. You guys have good memories. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was Good true. memories. So I think... <laughs> so uh thanks for the memories um 
Yeah. So I think abundance, remember going back to my son yeah. about abundance mentality, I created abundance. So no one, no one person's opinion was ever going to hurt me. And if okay. I got good, I think it was Tony Robbins who said, there's no, there's no uh, rejection, only feedback. So if guys, if you play the infinite game, if you, if you approach life boldly with courage, everything's information, everything's feedback and you take it, you go on. Yeah. I mean, another one of my first days, here's, here's a funny one. Um, so I, I did a lot of film and theater and all that stuff. So I remember we were on a date of like one of my first dates and, uh, and we were at a restaurant and the, and the, and the, and the waitress was from the deep south. Right? And she was like, well, what do y'all want for, you know, and I just kind of responded back in accents. And she was like, like, oh, Mel Gibson. Hey, let's yeah, chat. We have so much in common. No, but I'm like, from the south. Uh, I hate a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're Mel Gibson. Yeah. I went back to her. I, so I just kind of answered her back in her accent just because I always, I've done that all my life. I lived in England and all around the world. And, uh, so I did back to the, her and my, and she was so offended. <gasps> my date was, she was, I can't believe you made fun of her. And I'm like, I didn't make fun of her. I was, I was playing. She goes, oh, it was horrible. I'm like, okay. And the date was done. And we were done. I would have been a little weirded out. I was having fun. I was playing with I her. I would have liked it. Yeah. I mean, I was just totally playing with her. Um, some women love it. If and- you were like, howdy do you know, and, and here's the thing, guys. Some women like playfulness. Some don't. Mm-hmm. So the woman I'm seeing now, and it's getting quite serious, by the way. Oh, okay, oh, I like it. Ditch her. Go it's get out now. No, no, no. It's been amazing. It's three years. So it's wow. really awesome. Yeah. So um, on our first date, she put me through the test because I literally had never seen anyone this beautiful online. And she, she just was bombarded. It was her first time ever online. She got bombarded. I got through. Took me a couple of emails, yeah. but I got through. And then she wouldn't even, she wouldn't talk to me. She would, because I always tell guys, second email to the phone. She wouldn't do it. She goes, I'll email with you for a couple of weeks. And then she said, I'll text with you because she really was putting people through the test. And I really loved it, by the way. Yeah. Like, Another principle, guys, boldness is you don't collapse at a challenge. Yeah. A woman who knows her self-esteem, a woman who knows her quality is going to challenge you. And yeah. working for something makes it that much better. Yeah, well, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. It makes you tired. But yeah, but she knew her self-worth, right? right? And so she was putting me through the test and it was really fun. Like I kind of played it. It's an infinite game. I didn't feel rejected that she wouldn't go by my rules. So we're on our first date and she's very formal with me. And it was kind of funny. And, uh, and I just written my book on confidence called instant confidence with yeah. women, like how to always really take the lead in the beginning, especially for men who aren't used to taking the lead. So you make the decision, you set the spot. Again, I call it state the date. Here's the place where we're going, right? So she changed it. So I changed it again. Oh, I changed the time. She changed it again. It's almost like she read my book and she right. did, by the way, before we met. Oh, wow. and so, and so, um, we were sitting at dinner and, um, and so she says to me, I can't believe you guys decided on the time. Oh, it was awesome. That was awesome. Like three changes. <laughs> like eight months later. She was right. smart. She is smart. And so, um, so yeah, eight months later, right? <laughs> so she goes, pass the pepper. And I pick up the pepper like this and I go, pass the pepper. And she goes, mm, now motherfucker. Oh, that's now, funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm like, I said, you just got much like, more interesting. Yeah. It was a really a great moment because it was fun. Yeah. But then I had to pick up the phone because of my son. And so I picked up the phone. And I said, I have to take this. It's my son. It's the only person I'll take a call from. And I said, yeah, the inflatable giant penguins under the house. And I hung up and she goes, you have an inflatable giant penguin? And I go, yeah, whenever we have parties, I live up in the hills. Whenever we have a party, we put this giant eight foot penguin out in front of the house um, so people can find our house. And she loved that. I had a great giant inflatable illuminated yeah. penguin. Now some women- Great Billy Madison reference. Yeah. Continue there on. you go. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, some women don't like that. They think it's immature or they, you know, they're not into playful. So guys, it right. doesn't matter. You got to find your match. Right. right. And guys, guys forget that they can also choose. It's like when yeah. you want a job interview, you're also interviewing them, obviously, you know, right. for, see if you, it, see if you want them. that job. So, you know, if someone 
doesn't like the penguin thing, they know. And then you know, good, they're not for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to hate a lot of other things down the road. Oh, yes. I want guys to check out your boldness code, which is happening on the 15th. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay, the bold... All right, let me talk... uh, Well, actually, let's get to that because we we have to take a break. I just want to give a link for it, but it's winggirlmethod.com slash adambold, and we'll talk more about that when we come back. And we'll do a lot of questions. Yes, exactly. Sounds like a font. Yes, it does. Adam Bold. If you didn't already know, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL to bowl season to esports and the World Cup. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle. And that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. Hey guys, welcome back. We're here continuing with Adam Glad with all this information that we um, are very interested in hearing and continuing. So you were saying something about boldness something. Oh yeah. So look, um, I went on this journey, right? Starting off being very timid around women, not really know what to say, afraid of seeming sexual with them because I felt married because I'd been married for so long. Then I discovered this amazing world of women and life. And so, you know, I started really codifying everything I was doing. And I did a lot of research. I studied everything. I mean, I have this academic background, but I really studied like what is the mindset of champions? You know, champion MMA Just fighters, study me champion and my family. athletes. Are you, are you, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Are you champions or you're nuts? We're couch champions. Okay, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, and then I started experimenting with everything. So, over the years, I developed something called the boldness code, which is living life as a bold man. And the key thing about this is that it's not just about women. It's who you actually are because yeah. women need to admire men. So what I've done is um, I'm doing a, a webinar. And praise them. Yeah, some no, men need praise. No. no, 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 it's true. <laughs> some men need praise. All men need admiration yeah, they for do. the man they are. Women need right. praise. Oh, yeah. You know? um, so we can get into that if you and want. And a raise. And a raise. Yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Um, so the boldness code, what I'm doing is I'm doing this webinar on the 16th, July 16th. And it's called the five master, how to master the five make or break moments with women. Huh? Right. Cause there are basically five moments that women are on the sort of sniff for with guys to see if they've got courage 
One of my favorite books is called 59 Seconds. I love this book. And it's a series of university studies about how to change your state or someone else's state in under a minute. And the number one way to sexualize a woman is to show boldness, is to show courage. So there are five moments um, and the webinar is how to show boldness and courage in those five make or break moments. If you don't do it, you're toast. If I believe you it because awesome. even right now, you talking about it. I mean, I've been a re- in a relationship for six years. And, and it's over now. Right now yeah. Well, it's so it. like, blah, blah, blah. and he knows that and I know that and whatever. But um, you just saying like the bold thing, I'm imagining being like um, in that room, not necessarily with you. With Mel Gibson. Okay. And, you know, him but saying, I'm, I'm going to kiss you. Yeah. And me being so impressed or like just taken aback. I can't, you know, it makes my heart kind mm. of go genuinely. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very, it's exciting. very exciting. And you say it really from your heart. I mean, right. I couldn't do this when I first got right. single, but I can look right in your eyes and go, I'm going to kiss you. Right. If you like it, you're going to kiss me back. So I'm going to look away. That's one of those moments. I'll be no, fine. Yeah. That's exactly. Right. But there's, you know, there's approach, there's what I call penetrative conversation, there's touching, there's, um, you know, sexual escalation, the sexuality, there's these five moments where women look to see if you're really going to take what I call an enlightened lead. This is not a bullshit lead. This isn't a nasty, it's what I call the benevolent masculine. It's, it's a division I've been making recently about the malevolent and the benevolent masculine. We can definitely talk about that. Yeah. But it's the benevolent masculine. It's like you're taking a lead, you're claiming her for her good, not just for your own good. So the webinar is about those five make or break moments. And anyone, if you just go to the link on leanrollmethod.com slash Adam Bold. Slash Adam Bold. I'll also send for free. It's a 70 page guide to bold living called oh, wow. 21 Laws of Boldness. And I love this. People want me to publish this as a book, but I'm giving away for free. And it's really about mindset. It's about how do you come at life from this, um, standpoint of I'm going to make my will felt. I'm not going to make it in a malevolent way, but I'm going to stand for who I am. You know, one of the things I teach for a long time, I've been teaching this is um, what I call real alpha versus fake alpha. You know, people talk about like, oh, you should be alpha. Not everybody's socially right. alpha. I'm five foot eight. You know, I'm not going to walk into a bar and be our friend Chance, for example. Right. You know, I'm not going to be like a six foot three surfer guy. And I can't be socially alpha in that way. And frankly, I don't really enjoy that. But I am 100% alpha in my world. I own my life. I call it, for lack of a better word, I don't have it yet, spiritually alpha. I own my world. Three feet circle around me. I know what I stand for. I stand for it and I make it felt, right? That's what I call boldness. That's what I call being spiritually alpha. Any man can do this. Any man can do that and they can learn if they come to the webinar. I love it. Well, I encourage everybody that's listening to go sign up for Adam's uh, boldness code, winggirlmethod.com slash Adam Bold, and you will get your... 21 laws. Don't take it. 21 laws. 21 laws for free. Don't take it. That's not what I'm saying. And these are the laws of how to live a bold life in a way that really, and it prepares you. And what I'll do, by the way, I'll show you how to take those principles and then how to apply them to those five make or break moments. Oh, I love it. So it's a beautiful logic here. Yeah, it all makes sense. It all makes sense. And it's fun. Wonderful. Well, I want you to answer some questions from our listeners. So we have a segment, I think you did it last time, as well called Analyze This. We've renamed it Analyze This because we talk forever. Um, But here is the first question. But if people who are listening want to send in questions, write to ask at askwomen.com. Because we overanalyze, we go very Askwomenpodcast.com. What did I say? Askwomen.com. Ask oh, askwomenpodcast.com. I thought this was oh, called askwomen.com. Um, that's, well, that's the later version. That's what other people refer to us as. Anyway, okay. Hello. I listen to your show every week and I'm a huge fan. I had a question about a past relationship of mine that recently ended about four months ago. It's a long one, but I think you'll have some really good insight. <laughs> and Adam needs a break. He's like chugging water now. Okay. I am 26 years old and was dating a guy that was 38. We would date for three months and then he would break up with me claiming he wanted a break to decide if we were right for one another in 
the long term. I waited patiently for three months and we got back together. Three months later, he would bring up the issue again randomly when everything was going well that we need to be sure if we should be together long term. This came up after he had went to a friend's bachelor party. His friend had proposed to his girlfriend after a year of dating. He said that being 38, that he should have have a sense of urgency. And since we have been dating for nine months and he still has doubts and he doesn't feel that way towards me yet, that it would be best that we part ways now than to linger it out for uh, another 18 months. And then I would look back and resent him because we would have wasted so much time, which I wouldn't because it would be my choice. Meanwhile, this topic came out of nowhere because I had never once mentioned being married, engaged, etc. But he knew that it is something I would want in the future. While explaining this to uh, all, wait, this all to me, he is crying his eyes out, which confused me even more because it was almost like I was supposed to pity him. But how can I, when he is breaking up with me for no reason? We literally had the most perfect relationship, friendship, slash friendship, and everything was going well. He even said he knows I'm a good person, that I'm fun, pretty smart, etc., and he should be reposing to me, but isn't. We know we are no longer together, but it still kind of makes me scratch my head over what happened. Are these the signs of someone who is a commitment phobic? Was I just not the one for him? I also have to add that he has been traveling around the world with a man for years and even went mm. on a cruise around Valentine's Day with mm. this guy friend mm. when we were together and I didn't get an invite, Quotations. which makes me wonder, maybe he's gay. But this is how our woman's brain works. Like, this is really good evidence for you guys. I love this. Um, there are so many things running through my mind. I would like nothing more than to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks so much, Danielle. Okay, there is a book for you and it is called He's Just Not That Into You. Right. Stop fucking analyzing this. He's not that into you. Cut off conversation, cut off communication. You're 26. She said she was 26. Yeah, 38. You've got limited a baby making time. Mm -hmm. And the best thing he could do, the most respectful thing he could do is to cut bait this is what he and did. run. Yeah. So that's good. But I get that it's confusing for her because he's saying, you're so wonderful. You're so well, she you know, is. crying. That's the whole thing. But you're just not the one. Yeah, totally. He's not that into you. Move on. Yeah. Okay. Done. Yeah. What do you say, Chris? I agree. I agree as well. Wow. Long question, short answer. All right, cool. Okay. Uh, lovely ladies of Ask Women, my guy friend or bro was giving me a hard time about not going along with pursuing these girls that are DTF. Down to fuck, mm -hmm. if you did not know. I know you're older, so maybe... I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they just weren't my style. My question is, if this happens again, what's the best way to handle not just going along based on my personal standards while still being a good wingman? Uh, signed Wes Woody. What's Wes Woody? What's yes. the question exactly? The question is how how do I handle my friend if I'm not into just like pursuing girls that are down? You kind of double team, you know, two girls right. try to get one. Is this the guy who doesn't want to sleep with women as much as his friend is? Yeah, he's like not mad because you're not being a good wingman. He's not being a good wingman. Oh. I just you know taken taken one for the team. Hang out with other people. Exactly. Yeah. These questions are so easy. I feel like I'm at like I'm taking a third grade test. In 12th <laughs> you grade. have to overanalyze them, though. We're not really living up to the name, people. Well, I, I mean, I just but these are simple answers. Think associating with people that like that's your technique doesn't sound that fulfilling in life. So I would move on and like Ar Farty already said another friend. <laughs> yeah, Farty already's right. Over he farted <laughs> yeah. out some truth. Yeah, exactly. Look, a lot of this again, being bold means making your will felt in the world. Both of these questions are from people who are saying, "How can I bend myself to other?" people's will. Right. There's no joy in life right. doing that. Right. No, absolutely You can not. still be a good friend and chat up these girls, but it doesn't mean you have to have sex with them. Right, exactly. You can scrap the other ugly one totally. while he's like making out and having sex with the girl that's down to fuck that he's into, but you don't have to um, bend your morals, so to speak, Yeah. if you don't want to. Well, so there you Make go. your will felt in the world. But your will. Can I just say something very quick? As a guy here, sitting here listening to you speak for the past hour, yeah. it's almost been here. Um, 
I'm, I'm completely captivated by you. I've never met you before. Thank you. And I kind of cute yourself. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, not the first time I've heard that. So this guy, as just a dude, I'm a dude. I'm 29 years old. I'm a fucking guy living in LA. Everything this man is saying is so goddamn dead on and right. Like I live my life exactly by what you're saying and you're saying it in ways that I've never heard presented before and i just wanted to say like everything that he is saying you guys should listen to other listeners just hey, listen thank you bro he knows a fucky stuff that is true you see my girlfriend and that's Seriously. valid coming from farty arty Seriously. <laughs> hey ladies my girlfriend wants me to be more dominant when it comes to sex not kinky or anything but just like scooping her up when i want and just mm-hmm. be assertive about the whole thing this really goes against my personality because i'm very passive mm-hmm. which means wimpy this really goes again oh sorry i never want her to feel uncomfortable so uh, uncomfortable and force her to do anything she's not necessarily feeling. So is there some way I can ease into being more dominant? Just go for it or continue to be myself and just let things happen. Skylar, it sounds like she does want this. So you're not really forcing her against her will. It's funny. She's well, asking yeah, you for it. This is, this is common. Yeah. This is a guy who's obviously very, very respectful of women. Right. Um, maybe, maybe, oh, may, and, and the funny, my wife, when my sons were small, they used to say, dad, why are people so weird about sex? Right. Really? I said, because it's that one part of life that doesn't fit into the rest of life. It's not organized the same way. Right. This is the place where you want to play. This is a realm of play. What people forget is that sex is, is adult play. And I also call it, um, communication by other means. So this is the time to play. And this has come up for me a lot too. Cause I, as you know, I was sort of went, went through this whole yeah. like protect woman thing when I was young. And when women want to play dark and dirty, it took some effort for me to, to try. Look at it from a place of play. You're not hurting her, obviously. Um, so just, just say, all right, we're going to play these roles and you play those roles. Another, I shouldn't be letting this out. Another great moment with my girlfriend made me love her crazily early on. We were in bed. I said, all right, let's, let's do some role play. She goes, great. I'll be Winston Churchill. You be Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> and I just started cracking up. And that's what I love about her. Anyway, just I a side that. note. But oh, yeah, guys, don't look at this as like a, the defining your relationship. This is, a, this is adult play. Sex is a place to play. I mean, it's funny. Um, you know, for people who are into group sex, they're called play parties. I mean, it's a place to go and play. Yeah. Um, and explore that? in a safe environment. Explore in a safe environment. And another, well, another experience was, uh, oh, I dated this girl who was really into S&M. And so I went to her at one of these parties here in LA. Santa and Monica. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Santa Monica. Oh, Santa and Monica. So we walked into this party. This is like what, 12 years ago. We walked into this party and everyone was dressed in black leather and there were people in cages getting fucked. And, was, and I walked in and it did nothing for me. I was just like, I feel like I'm at a Star Trek convention. Right. That's what I said. I feel like, I, like they're Trekkies. And she goes, yeah, basically they come to play. They're just playing. So it's, it's hard for America, Americans. It, it is hard for Americans to so understand. This is just play. And there's a great phrase from, uh, Dan Savage, who I fucking yeah. love. And he calls it good to go. It's one of the three G's. You know, it's just, you're good to go. You're good to play. Try it. Play. Exactly. Experiment. Have fun. Okay, next question. Hi, Wing Girl. This was written to me. I'm Jared. I just purchased How to Become a Man Women Want, which is a program of mine that everybody should be getting. And I wanted to say thanks. I am already pretty outgoing and I and don't find it hard to strike up conversations with people, women, but I do have a unique problem that cannot be fixed by anyone. 13 years ago, I was paralyzed from the waist down and use a power wheelchair to get around. Being a psych major and your student, I know, I, uh, know nonverbal communication is huge in connecting with other people, but unfortunately, my body talk is fairly muted. Do you have any advice on how I might overcome this when talking with women so they might better understand that I'm interested and not looking for just a another friend. Thanks, Jared. 
Awesome. So that is a great question. I have the perfect answer for okay. it. Okay. Do you know Sean Stevenson? Yeah, Everybody of course. Should... That's usually my answer yeah. too. Sean... Like, go check him out because then you will not ask a <laughs> question. So we were doing, Sean's an amazing person. He's yeah. been in a wheelchair all his life. And I remember I was with him years ago. We were teaching at some seminar up in San Francisco. And I was talking, I just met him and we were sitting there together and some woman came over and said, excuse me. She goes, can I ask you a personal question? And she goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. And he goes, she goes, um, are you a virgin? And he just looks her dead in the eye and he goes, with you, I am. <laughs> and I was like, I love this guy. That's bold, right? Yeah. right? And that was awesome. And he did it without joking around, just looked her right in the eye and goes, mm-hmm. with you, I am. I love it. Yeah. No, that's why I love Sean too. I think the first time that I interacted with him, and not that I made a statement like that, but he just like kept throwing bold comment after bold comment. That's it. Because he didn't give a shit. He's like, I'm in a wheelchair. Screw that. That's not what I'm about. Right. I'm about being me, being playful, being fun, being bold. So there's your answer. If you can't do it with your legs, do it with your wit. Just step it up. Exactly. Oh, good answer. We're just like flying through through these. these. Exactly. These are easy. Underanalyze. (laughs) All right. Okay. Hi, all. Love the show. Thanks for all you do. I've gone on a couple of dates with a girl and we haven't been physical yet. I'm totally cool with it because when I see serious potential, I like to move slow. Again, I I always try to be open and honest and upfront. So I'm wondering when it's a good time to bring up my... Oh. STD. I'm just cautious because that's why you get physical. There is no need to tell her. Thanks, Eddie. When do you bring that up? When do I bring it up? Yes. When do you bring up all about all your STDs? I would say miraculously, I made it this far. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a great question. It depends what the STD is. I would think. Right. Um, women have brought it up with me early on, uh, very early on. Some like to get it out on the table right away. Okay. And then, you know, that's the literally way to spread the germs all over. Literally, yeah. right. Here's my, here's my, here's my herpes. Yeah. That's right. the single most disgusting thing you've ever said. Okay, Barty, already quiet down. So much better than that. To give you another insight into why I like this woman so much, when I went to Burning Man last year, she didn't come with me. And everyone at Burning Man gets what's called a playa name. So you, you have like a nickname that you use, like Wild Style or whatever, right? And so she- Is that gave, your name? Yeah, no, she gave me, she goes, here's the name you're going to tell everybody you are. Ready? Um, infected penis. That is your and name. You took it? it was really funny. Oh my God. So goes, that, I like that about her. Anyway, so that was my name. Infectious name. penis. Infected penis. Infectious. That was good. So I just call myself syphilis. Cause actually. that could be there possible. And but people infectious, are, it's like, that's a laugh. It spreads. Right. It's fun. Everyone wants it. That's what I feel about my penis. Right. Sippy. 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 Right. <laughs> so it's a great question. Look, it depends what the STD is. Now, a lot of guys are carrying HPV. Yeah. So we probably, well, most people are carrying HPV. Most people are. And a lot of guys are getting throat cancer. This mm-hmm. is like a real thing, by yeah. the way. I totally expect to be getting throat cancer in yeah. 10 to 20 years. Absolutely. You, you know get it this? from HPV? You get, guys get it from going, down, sex, going down to women. Oh, you should have got like it a, 10 years ago. Uh, it takes a while. No, it's not. I expect to get HPV. Yes. Uh, well, when, when my son was 14, he goes, Dad, do you, do you like lick the pussy? <gasps> goes, Dad, do you lick the pussy? I'm like, son. It's vitamin P. It contains all your essential vitamins and it minerals. Does. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Gross. Oh, it's, uh, oh, really? Okay. Well, to me, it's one. Of the, <laughs> now you know a lot about Kristen. Yeah, I know. You know a lot about me. It's one yeah. of the great pleasures of life. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So yeah, no, I actually. If you look it. mine, you'll get HP, which is Hewlett Packard. You really get a printer. Outdated. Yeah. You're outdated. <laughs> you get inky. Yes. You get yeah. Ink like an octopus. Yeah. She does that. All it's different awesome. colors. I love when women ink like an octopus. Mm-hmm. It's like better than squirting. I always run out of the black a lot quicker. We learned something else about her dating. Color. <laughs> but um, anyway. no, I'm, I'm actually I'm I'm actually not kidding about that. There was an article the other day about Jamie Dimon, who's the CEO of Citibank, I think. Okay, and uh, he just came down with it. Michael Douglas famously came down with it, and he was a he kind of came off as a jackass. Oh, I always thought those were jokes. No, they're not. From, no, like, this is real. No, no it's real. actually real for real. Yeah, and it's oh, tragic. Wow. And I'm just gonna fucking pay the price. I don't care. But um, yeah, so wow. that's for real. So a lot of people are carrying HPV. Not all HPV strains carry. 
Right. The There's like hundreds of HPV strings. I mean, anyway, that's a whole other podcast. To talk it about. is. I'm really depressed now. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so um, if it's something really serious, like syphilis or gonorrhea, you know, you should bring it up right away. Herpes, it's a question. A lot of people carry it. But what does right away? Flips. What does right away mean? So right away, like you're sitting down, you're having your appetizers, you say, I have gonorrhea. I think here's, here's my philosophy. See if there's a connection first. Right. If there's a connection, then there comes the right time. Hey, you know, you know, we're getting serious. So, and I mean, it connects like one or two dates. Right. I mean, it's not something I, cause this has come up in the beginning. If a woman told me she had herpes, gone. Right. Like I just was not going to get involved. Just, I didn't want to. I just didn't want to get close to that. Um, so I would say literally maybe on a second or third date. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I so think it's fair. I say you do it right when you're about to go in for the kill. <laughs> just here's my tongue. Right about to insert it. You're like, well, it's too late. I'm too late. You something. Exactly. You're in it. Yeah. It's a tough exactly. one. And there is, by the way, if you got herpes, there's uh, herpesdating.com, I believe it's called. There is actually oh, really? a herpes dating site. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of Because cool. it's an issue. It, it's definitely an issue for people. Yeah. I'm, I, I would I, think there would actually, I think it was, um, I know you're just saying like 30, 40% of people have herpes. I think it's like 75% or 80% of people have herpes. Oh, it's been a month since I checked. So I don't know. No, right. It statistics. goes up that quickly. It could be. But it, I mean, you're it's spreading a lot it. Stop I, doing it. I, well, well, there's different kind of herpes. Of right. Course. Like there's, cold sores. Right. Or, Most people have that. Right. Actually. Yeah. But in terms of general herpes, I think. It's thirty to forty. Oh, okay, right, right. Okay, I know. It's herpes dot com. Herpes. I think it's called herpes dating. Herpes dating dot com. Anybody who has herpes, go to that website. And anybody who wants to learn about how to be bold, check out the boldness code on July sixteenth, and you can sign up for this webinar by going to winggirlmethod.com slash adam bold. And that is the end of overanalyze this, which was actually analyzed this today. Adam is quick, very quick. And if anybody wants to ask questions, write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com. Check out new episodes of our show every Thursday. Please download them and also please subscribe so you don't actually have to download. And what else? What else do you got? Follow us on Twitter. Uh, yeah. Follow me at Kristen Carney and follow Marnie at Wing Girl Method. I don't know why I always do it for you too. But. I know. It's, well, it's very nice of you. Yes, very I'm a nice. gentle woman. Oh. You're, <laughs> you're spreading the HPV. Okay, thank you so much for being on the show, Adam. You're fantastic. So much you're good information. So much fun. And super sexy and full Ooh, of uh, STDs. Okay, <laughs> we'll one. see you next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.